What's going on, Love Tribe? <laughs> I was just reading today's guest bio. He faked me out for a minute. I was like, hello. Sarah just started the <laughs> intro. Sorry about that. I wasn't even ready. Here we are. Here thank we you. are. Thank you for joining us. It's like you barged in to like our recording hello. studio. And, and we're like, oh, oh, okay. We're ready. We're ready to go. Sorry. I'm on a roll. I think I have, I've been drinking too much coffee. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Today, we have Dr. Maureen Hozier on for the third time, and she has been working with couples for over 20 years and has a lot of great uh, tips and useful tools for you guys to implement. And today, we talk about the in it moment and really dive into when we want to be right in an argument. And, and more so, we don't want to be wrong. And we, we talk about that situation and then how we can go from two individuals where we're thinking about our own needs and think about us as a unit. So we got, you know, in a relationship, you have your partner, yourself, and then the relationship. So how can we become us? Yeah, that was a very powerful visual for me when she was explaining about having a two-person relationship and what that means in a relationship. So uh, stick around to hear that description and get that own visual for yourself because I found it super, super helpful and valuable. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> no, just... I was just imagining the the two people sitting on a couch in her office with I'm her story laughing. and it was it was cool. No, I'm just laughing because I see you like imagining it. You guys can't see it, but Sarah's like, you know, when someone's daydreaming, it's kind of like they're imagining. Yeah. So check that out. And as always, we appreciate you guys for listening, leaving us reviews, telling your friends and family. I think that's how podcasts really spread. It's not, I mean, iTunes rankings helps, but it's just, it's just you telling people and hopefully you find this valuable and tell one person if everyone gets one listener, our listenership doubles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. So, That's some good math there. <laughs> I, can, I can do times two. There we go. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Today's show is brought to you by our online course, Spark My Relationship. Create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner in less than 90 days. We've collaborated with 15 therapists and psychologists to bring you the strategies marriage therapists teach their clients. To unlock a special offer only for I Do Podcast listeners, visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. That's sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. Hi, Maureen. Thank you for joining us back on the show. I think this is the, the third time we've had you now, and uh, we're excited to have you back. And I really appreciate being here for the third time. So thank you. Today, we are going to zoom in and talk about understanding how and why the in it moment must be stopped. So maybe a good place to start is having you tell us what that in it moment is and how we can stop falling into it. That in it moment is the place where I find that 
every client, almost every client that clients that come in here as a couple are stuck and they've been in it for a while, which means that they have been at a stalemate. So they're trying to have their partner hear what they're saying and understand what they're trying to say. But the in it moment devolves into arguing who's right, who's wrong, what happened, what didn't happen. And it takes off on a tangent that is never, ever going to be um, heard uh, or listened to or cared about on both partners, um, based on both partners' feelings. They each need to be heard and understood in that moment and screaming, whether it be silent and somebody has shut down, uh, whether it be someone is walking away, whether they are yelling and screaming at each other, whether they're bickering, whether they're fighting, physically fighting. They both are attempting to exist for the other in that moment in time. But they're doing it in a way that is impossible for the other to listen to, to care about, to have empathy for. So it's the emotional, it's the, it's the moment of the emotional reactions, whatever they are, is what I call the in it moment. It seems like sometimes the in it moment, and we're talking about these conflicts and a lot of times they're recurring. And we're going to talk about how we can prevent them. But I feel like in these in it moments that recur, you end up arguing like about the argument. You talked about recalling events. It's like everyone has their side of the story and you have like your initial disagreement. But then in the argument, you begin to argue about things you said during the argument. (laughs) Does that make sense? Totally. And that's where the tangent is because they are wanting to be right and not wrong. It's a very concrete interchange right there or interaction. No one wants to be wrong. Everyone wants to be right. So now they are fighting about who's right and who's wrong. And there is no way then to get back to the issue is I just want to be heard and understood and cared about. Both partners do. They each have their perspective. And they each saw a single event in a very different way saw and experienced an event between them in a very uh, different way. And, and I can give you an example of that. Will that work right now? Yes, please. Thank you. Okay. So my partner and I, very happy. We were having a good time. 
whatever was going on was going on. We were laughing, walked into some place where I bought something and received some change. In that moment, I handed that change to my partner and said, here's 78 cents. You need this. And all of a sudden, my partner was livid at, um, I I was just kind of, I was stunned beyond belief. I had no idea what happened. Now, the next thing is, and I didn't have the capacity to ask what happened at that time. I was so hurt. Just having fun. I said to my partner that, you know, had I risked you done the same thing, giving me 78 cents, I'd have kept on laughing and put it in my pocket and not had any thoughts about it or feelings about it at all. So because I wasn't in a position to ask my partner about what happened because I didn't know how to have a two-person relationship at the time. Then I spent the next two days in my head trying to figure out what I'd done. Now, I want to say one thing there. That was very reminiscent of my past, of my interchanges, my exchanges with my parents, is my trying to figure out in my head What I did, what I did wrong, what they did, did they do something wrong or were they right? So I got stuck in my head and was not able to come out of my head and have a conversation and just ask that question. What do I, what did I do? I really don't understand what I did to hurt your feelings because obviously you were hurt and I don't want to do that. So. In that moment, there was no way to go forward together. My partner was hurt too. And so there it lies. And those kinds of moments accumulate. And they're not able to be talked about. We want to be heard, but we're not able to listen at that time. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Uh, there's two ways to go here. We could talk about dealing with that in a moment. And we actually talked about that on, on a past episode, but it's really valuable. It, but also, should we be, how can we prevent them from even arising? Well, you can't, we can't prevent them. Until we realize we need help in preventing them because we're not able to. We don't. And what I say to people is we don't know what we don't know. We do see couples that are happy, functioning, you know, solving issues, uh, creating solutions, but we're not. So we have to have the capacity inside of us to want to get help because we know something's wrong and it's not working. And the more that we argue, the more that we're in the in it moment, the more we are destroying, the more we're in our emotional reactions, we are destroying 
our relationship, period. We are destroying it. And we don't want to. And that's when I see people come in to my office. They're wanting help in, in, and needing something new, new understandings. So we have to have the capacity inside to want new understandings. There's a lot of people who don't. They just do what they do. And a lot of time it has to do with that hierarchical functioning, the authoritarian functioning. I'm right and you're wrong. And that's the way it is. And some people accept those rules. I think we can assume, and it's a good point, we don't know what we don't know. And it, it sounds simple, but it, kind of profound. And we can assume that everyone listening to this show may not know exactly the thing, but they are willing and able to try to figure it out for themselves and for the relationship. And so I just want to, I guess, congratulate <laughs> you guys for listening because you're that's the really the first step to addressing an issue as you're describing right so let me explain one more thing remember i've talked about the one person relationship and the two person relationship in the previous podcasts and the one person pers- per, uh, person relationship is about a a perspective of functioning from a hierarchical or authoritarian perspective where somebody is right and the other person's always wrong. Somebody uh, is is in charge of everything and the other person is not in charge, is just being told what to do and following directions. One person is superior, the other person is inferior. We all start out that way when we're children, or we can start out that way if our parents really don't know what a two-person relationship is about. Most of our parents didn't know because they came from the the one-person relationship perspective. We've evolved from power as humans, and we are trying to, let's say it this way, trying to evolve from power functioning. You can see how it is so not working now for us in so many areas. This somebody on top who knows everything, who's right all the time, whose way it has to be, is not working for us anymore. And so we have the opportunity now to begin to find out about two-person relationship if we have the capacity. For in the one-person relationship, solutions come from the outside of us. This is what happens when we're children, and we need the solutions to come from outside of us because we're little, we're dependent, we're needy, we're, you know, we have needs. But if we have a parent who doesn't really particularly care about their child's needs, then that child will do everything in their power to try to survive and survive in a way of um, doing whatever they need to do to get from the outside. So as long as that perspective, and that's in our neurons, that's in our early neurons, that's in our emotional brain, 
is we have to figure out what we need to get from the outside of us. We didn't have the opportunity to get what we needed on the inside, which was a parent's understanding about a two-person relationship is they have to exist and we have to exist in the same moment in time. Now, this is a big, complex perspective. A lot of people don't have it. So that means when two people exist at the same time, the only way us humans can do that is by holding the other person in our mind at the same time that I hold my needs and feelings, I'm holding their needs and feelings. And the only way I can do that is in my mind. If I don't have it in my mind, then it's a one person functioning. It's either my way or it's your way. Does that make sense? It does. And for for people who are listening who maybe grew up with that one person relationship and maybe they've taken that into their own relationship, how do they start the process of making that I want to I guess you could say internal change of that way of thinking? Well, hopefully they've had enough of a uh, a good enough relationship with their parents that the parents didn't need to be perfect. They didn't even need to know about it. But if there's enough support, structure, caring, um, that the couple comes in believing that there must be something more here. Again, back to what we don't know yet. But if, uh, if it's been a very traumatic childhood for probably both partners in a one-person relationship, it's been very traumatic, they don't know about it. This is the only way they know how to function. So they're kind of stuck. So we've had to have a good enough parenting that isn't necessarily two-person focused, but it's enough for us to then know we need to do something else. And so that's why people are coming into therapy more now. People aren't looking at therapy as, well, you're crazy. Some people do, but most people are coming into therapy in order to get help. They believe there is a solution to what to that to that impasse between them. So that's the first step is almost from the very beginning is if you begin fighting or arguing or um, leaving, walking out or shutting down or those are cues that the relation you're not being heard and valued. Probably your partner isn't either. So let's go get some help. If we can know that and go get help sooner and realize that we're functioning from very young emotional immaturity, because we're just acting out, we're yelling, we're screaming, we're walking out, we're, you know, doing stupid things. We're in our heads, we're fantasizing, we're um, getting anxious and depressed, all that kind of stuff. Those are cues that something's not going well for us. 
So if we could begin to use that as, oh, I need some help here. We need some help here. And we're in a a relationship that is struggling to be either you or me. You get your way or I get my way. That's not going to work. And besides that, it's not even a relationship, at least in my book. It's a connection, but it's not a relationship. So two people really need to have the awareness, knowledge, understanding. I think it's like, you know, when we started the realizing that cigarettes cause cancer and, and it went up on billboards. It's almost like we need to do that. Like you can have a good relationship. <laughs> Come in get and get some help and know something new about how to be in a good relationship. So we need a good advertising campaign. Hopefully this podcast can be a kind of an advertising campaign, but it's a bit preconditioned to people that already want to work on their relationships. Well, I want to thank you right here because your podcasts are an advertising campaign. People have called me from, I mean, I've had a call from Britain. I've had a call from Australia. They are listening to your podcast. Woman came in the other day and said, I have listened to every one of your podcasts on my website. Oh, wow. And so, yes. You guys are doing such a good job, and I really appreciate you all and your phenomenal idea about gathering this information. Thank you. We're we're just kind of the outlet. If it wasn't for people like you and other therapists that are willing to come on the show, we wouldn't have the show. So really, it's it thinks it's thanks to you all. Oh, right. Well, it's it's really a two-person relationship here that we have. It works for both of us. And that's and it works for others as well. So again, I appreciate your work truly. So I know you probably want to go to the two-person relating. And um I can begin to speak about that if you'd like. Yes, please. Okay, so you have to know that the couple has to know that they aren't able to solve their issue. And there is a way to have a two-person relationship. It's not that concept concept isn't even in their heads. They don't know what they don't know. So they only know what's happened to them from the past. And it was about a one-person relationship in that way. So had we had a two-person relating with our parents, what we'd have had inside of this would be very different. We'd have a different neurological structure. We'd have more confidence, self-esteem, and we would have had the feelings, the belief of being valued, the feelings of being valued loved, cared about, cherished, enjoyed, nurtured, understood, and uh, encouraged and supported to be ourselves. So we weren't, wouldn't have been controlled because in that controlling situation, only one person can exist. So now in this new situation, two people, Uh, learn to exist. 
So when two people come into my office, what I want is them to become an us. And us is critical to a relationship. I'm still, the two people are still an I or a me. They both are I's. And then what they want to build is the us because they don't know how to build an us. And that's going to take their coming away and realizing that their emotional reactions are destroying their love. Emotional reactions destroy love. Negative emotional reactions destroy love. So that, for me, is the first thing that must begin to happen, is that have that understanding that each person in the relationship is responsible for stopping their own emotional reactions. Now, this is really hard to do. And it's really hard to do because we so want to be heard by the person who loves us. It would be the first time if the person that we love wants to hear us and understand us and care about us in what we need and want. Because it didn't happen back with our parents, no blame, no judgment, because it didn't happen for our parents either. So we're really talking about a big structural change. And it's hard for people. I know the Imago therapists have a very specific set, structured interaction, which helps the couple to begin to empathize, first of all, here, and second of all, empathize and see things from their partner's viewpoint and experience. But that takes some work because those emotional reactions have to stop. And those are reflective reflexive because they're early emotional neurons because we were emotional people back then. We are emotional children. So we're having to stop something that's very reflexive in us when we don't feel, no, when we feel like we don't exist for someone we love. It's huge. Can you feel that? Can you, can you, Feel that experience? Absolutely. We just want to be heard and and feel like our partner is validating our feelings, whether or not ultimately we're right. You know, that's not really what's important at all. It's it's feeling heard. Let's take a break to talk about today's sponsors. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Feels. As many of you know, Chase and I try to live a very healthy and active lifestyle. We are always trying to live our best life. And recently, I've had a really hard time falling asleep at night. It would take me about 30 minutes to at least just to fall asleep. So I started searching for a natural alternative to help me fall asleep faster. And that's when I discovered Feels. Feels is premium CBD delivered straight to your door. And it is a natural way to help reduce stress, anxiety, and sleeplessness. And there's no high hangover or addiction. And it's pretty incredible how fast I saw results. About an hour before bed, I put a few drops under my tongue. And since then, I've been falling asleep within 10 to 15 minutes. So I am super happy with that. There are tons of other CBD products out there, but I haven't found anything that compares to the quality that Feels offers from their sourcing to their extraction process to their formulation. Everything is pure, all natural and organic. So no toxins, no chemicals, no crap added that you don't know what is in there. And you can even scan the QR code on your Feels product and check the third-party lab tests that shows exactly what is in your CBD and the quality of it, which is really, really cool. Join the Feels community and get your CBD delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel at any time. So become a member today by going to feels.com slash I do and get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's feels, F-E-A-L-S dot com slash I do to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. That's feels.com slash I do. Today's episode is brought to you by Native. Native creates safe, simple, effective deodorants that smell amazing, like really good, and they actually work. Chase and I can definitely vouch for its effectiveness since we live in a hot and humid climate that requires us to have deodorant that really works. Yes, and I cannot smell myself today. I just <laughs> smell nice coconut Native coconut deodorant <laughs> it smells so good and not only will you smell good but their formula contains simple ingredients that you can understand so you know everything that's in your deodorant native is aluminum free so it's safe and effective Native comes in a wide variety of enticing scents for men and women. Plus, they release new limited edition seasonal scents throughout the year. They also offer an unscented formula and a baking soda free formula for those with sensitivities. My favorite scent, which I just gave a little hint to a minute ago, which is also their most popular, is the coconut and vanilla. So try Native risk-free with free returns and exchanges in the U.S. For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code IDO during checkout. That's nativedeodorant.com. Use promo code IDO at checkout. Right. Yes. And both partners want to be heard. So it's a very complex dynamic that most of us don't know how to do right now, I would say. Most of us 
I mean, it, and my experiences here in California, I I don't think this is, you know, specific just to California. I know it's, I can see it happening in politics. I can see it happening in so many arenas where only we, we come from the place of somebody has to win and somebody loses. That doesn't make for a relationship where two people win and two people hold their own needs and feelings as important as their partner's needs and feelings. And so what comes out of that moment between two people who are functioning in a two-person or trying to function in a two-person relationship is a creative solution. So it works. Whatever the difficulty is, whatever the issue is, is it works for both people. I think you just described what a relationship is, is is when two people are... Mm -hmm recognize that their own needs are just as, or or their partner's needs are just as important as their own and they're communicating them and they're both being heard like fundamentally. Yes. And they're not the, the persons are not looking to the outside to solve the problem between them. They're looking to themselves and to their partner to solve the issue or the difference or the discrepancy between them. We could spend many, many podcasts dissecting all of this, and it's really valuable. I want to ask you how someone can begin to shift their viewpoint or encourage their partner to shift from only thinking about their own needs and then thinking about both their needs and their partners? I think that's an important, really important question. But I think to people who can begin to think about doing this for themselves need already to be on a road of that two people exist at the same time. Otherwise, it's going to be very hard because people function from their neurons, function from their experiences. We all function from our experience. That's in our neurons. It's in our brains. And that's what has to change. So I have plenty of people walk into my office as an individual and say, my partner won't come in with me. And I would have to say, if your partner is not going to come in with you, there is no way that your relationship is going to work. That is the first step in understanding or believing that there's something that I don't know that needs to be done. And I want to find out what that is. If your partner is not on board with that, it's not going to happen. So they're still in that position of being either me or you and their partner has chosen themselves. What are some things someone could say to a partner who's not willing to come in to encourage them to see a different view that involves them 
getting into the office? Well, it's interesting because if that person would make that request, the line, the line in the sand, then it might be possible that then the then that person who's made the line in the sand says, uh, I need you to come into therapy with me. Otherwise, I'm leaving. Now, that's going to take a lot for that person to even say, because they don't know what they don't know yet. They just know that they need help. But if a person will not come in, and I will tell that person that, you know, it's highly likely that their relationship will not work for that person that's sitting there. And, you know, that's what might happen. If the partner comes in, now this is what I say then, in order for them to begin to understand about two-person relating, is I have a couch in front of my chair and both people sit on the couch. And generally when two people come in, they're sitting apart. They're not cozy. (laughs) And that's because they're unhappy. So what I say to them, all right. And and I, I am getting better at helping people recognize when it's not working because it isn't that I can just say it's not working. You know, they have to see how it's not working. But what I say to people is, you both are sitting on my couch. Do you see that space between you? And they look and yeah, there's a space between them. I said, that's what you must begin to build with each other. I call it the relationship. It's the third entity in your relationship. There's you and there's you and there's the relationship. The us. That's what you begin to build that you can trust. That the two of you have the kind of relationship where you both will listen and consider each other's needs and feelings at the same moment in time. But that skill, those skills, have to be built. You don't know how to do them. They're, they're, it, I mean, a relationship isn't magic or automatic, and most people think they are. You have to build a relationship between you, one that works, one that you can count on, one that you can trust. You have no trust right now. And they begin to understand something new, that they must change their own behaviors. I can't build a relationship if I'm screaming or I'm shutting down and emotionally disappearing or I'm, you know, or I'm, or I don't care. So those couples that want to stay 
begin the process of learning how to not react emotionally to being wrong or being accused or being blamed or uh, uh, their partner has expectations, assumptions, demands. All that stuff has to stop between the two partners. I have, I'm going to reiterate those again. I and my partner have to understand I can have no demands, no expectations, no assumptions, no criticisms, no nothing of my partner. I just have preferences. That's all I have. And if my partner doesn't particularly care about my preferences, then it's up to me to uh, come to some sort of understanding about how I want to handle the relationship. If I'm looking to the outside to make me happy and the outside of me isn't making me happy, then it's my deal. I'm in charge of me. <laughs> so I help two people begin to build or see if a two-person relationship can be built, it takes work. Can you give us and our listeners maybe a little foundation on some tools or where they could find tools to implement to help them not have that negative reaction that causes so much pain and hurt in the relationship? I I can. Um, I mean, there's certainly a lot of information about many, I mean, many relationship ideas. They could begin to um, go in to get some, uh, do some research and find out what sort of feels right for them, like the Imago therapist, like uh, Gottman, like um, there's just so many relationship perspectives. The other way is a person, and it can only be done by myself. I mean, I can only control me or begin to control me is I begin to work on my not emotionally reacting and taking responsibility if I get caught in this escalation of emotion and intensity and blaming and all that kind of stuff, because it isn't about the other person. This is about me. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And let me just say one little thing about that. We all project. I have people that sit in here and say that I feel that you are, and then they'll say whatever they're doing. We can never know what somebody else is doing to me, except by asking them. But we humans, or we <laughs> Americans, tend to say, well, you make me feel, or you're doing this to me. No. We are experiencing what's happened on the outside of us in the way that we experience what happens on the outside of us. 
That's about us. So we can't tell somebody else what's happening. So many people will start the conversation again, as I said a moment ago, I feel like, and boy, those words for me is, I feel like, well, you're telling me a lot about your, your neural structure, your experiences. Because I can say, I feel like, Chase, you're doing this. Like you're treating me like, you know, you don't care about me. And, and you will say, I care. No, I really, I, I, wait, I care. And I say, no, you don't. And you say, yes, you do. And we're stuck. I can't say that you don't care. I might be able to say, I don't, you don't care in the way I want you to care. Because you might really care about me. So we're getting mixed up in, in this emotional immaturity, again, of blaming, of accusing of demanding, of criticizing. We're always looking to the outside to blame them about what's happening to me. That isn't going to work for a relationship. Little kids do that all the time. You hit me. You, you, you did that. You did this. And runs to mom. And we're doing the same thing in a way. So emotionally, many of us are very immature. I think it takes help for us to begin to comprehend and begin to be patient, begin to not take it on what somebody else's emotion, how they're reacting, not, you know, make it be, well, I should have, and I, why didn't I, and it's my fault and all this kind of stuff. It's very complicated. And that's why I suggest that people get some help from a good therapist as to how to become patient, how to listen, how to not interrupt, how now to rebut everything that their partner is saying and learning about what is projection. That takes a while. None of this is easy. It isn't an easy solution because this is in our neurons. Well, you said it. it is complicated. And it's not easy. And Sarah and I are in it, have been in it, and it's work worth doing for the relationship and for yourself. Um, and you said earlier, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. you you don't know what you don't know. And it, it sounds so simple or kind of like um, obtruse, like what the heck does that mean? But I think the way you find these things out is you expose yourself to new ideas. You go to therapy, you listen to podcasts, and then you're going to know something new. But if you're just kind of in your own head right. or in your partner right. are arguing, you're going to stay in these loops. So thank you for sharing this information to help people learn what they don't know. And now they know something new. And will be able to apply it to themselves and to their relationships. Right. Do we have a, a couple more minutes or are we there? No, please share. Okay. The last thing that I want to, what I'm beginning to understand and learning 
in my own practice is I, I have to have people begin to make promises to themselves. So I'm going to read the list of promises that I want people to make uh, to begin this relationship, two-person relationship discovery. So number one, I promise to stop my own emotional reaction, my own emotional reactions. My own emotional reactions are my responsibility. Number two, I promise to stop my need to win, to be right. Three, I promise to stop my need to blame you. Four, I promise to deal with my own needs for you to change for me. This is for me the beginning of self-awareness. Why am I acting like I'm acting? And rather than an answer coming out of their heads, it's coming out of their feelings because it's so related to their early neurons, their early experience. And a lot of time memories will, will come up when people, instead of looking to the outside to change, to work, begin to look on my inside with the why question. Why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? Why am I needing my partner to da-da-da-da-da? Uh, number five, I promise to verbalize my preferences and include myself in the solution of us. Uh, next one, I promise to not use our signal. Remember, we talked about the signal before because a lot of people <laughs> they really begin to use their signals as power plays, um, as a power play to just stop you from talking. I'll read that again. I promise to not use our signal like a word or the peace sign or something uh, that you both have committed to, to try to begin to stop your emotional reactions. I promise to not use our signal as a power play to just stop you from talking. Next, I promise to listen, just listen and understand what you are saying. And if I have difficulty understanding, I will ask you questions. And the last one I have is, I promise to begin to turn my focus inward and find out more about myself and why I'm doing what I'm doing. Why do I need you to change rather than I change? I'm not a baby anymore. And so maybe with those, begin, for people to begin to have in mind, they can seek help or begin to um, understand there's two people that need to be heard in the relationship. And I'll also have another book coming out hopefully soon. <laughs> so, Well, tell us about, do you, do you have uh, information about that book that's coming out? Um, not yet. Not yet. Okay. No, no, I need, <laughs> no, I, I, I really appreciate also the fact of being able to do this podcast because man, it just came to me and I've been working on it a while, the book I want to write. 
and it just sort of fell into my into place with its organization as well. So <clears throat> much of what I'm saying here will be in the book, and um, uh, the title is going to be "Becoming an Us." How and then something something under there like you know how to make a relationship work something like that. Well, we'll be sure to share that with our listeners once it's out. So you'll have to send us all that information once it's released. Okay. Sounds good. And can you remind our listeners, if this is the first time they've heard you on our show, where they can find more information about you and your website? My website is... Uh, may I leave my phone number? Because people sure. can call. Absolutely. Does that work? That works. Uh, I'm in Los Angeles. My phone number is 310-210-6772. My website is Maureen E. Hosier, Ph.D. So that's M-A-U-R-E-E-N-E-H-O-S-I-E-R-P-H-D.com. And I have radio shows on there or I have uh, the I Do podcasts and plenty of information for people to begin to understand what's happening for them in a relationship that's not working. Well, thank you so much, Maureen. As always, we'll have those links on our website at idopodcast.com. So our listeners can go there to access that information as well as we're going to list out a lot of these promises that you gave us today because I think they are super valuable and important for people to implement into their relationship. And thank you again for joining us on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Truly, thank you for having me. Hi guys, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, all the links are in the show notes page, as well as on the podcast description. And while you're on our website, we encourage you guys to check out our 14 day happy couple challenge. We send you an email for 14 days with simple, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And on our website, we also have a bunch of free resources for your relationship. So we encourage you to check those out. Uh, we also have our love tribe on Facebook. Uh, we encourage you guys to join the tribe and uh, be there for support for each other. If you have questions or just need some relationship advice, we are all here for each other. Um, the group has grown to almost a thousand people um, and we love it. So we hope you guys join that. You can go to Facebook, Love Tribe Fam, and you'll find us right there. And if you are interested in learning more about our flagship course, Spark My Relationship, we hope you guys check it out. We have a special offer that is only for podcast listeners. So you can go to sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock and you can unlock that special offer and learn more as always thank you guys so much and we'll see you next week